Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. I think as I return here to finish out the Quinella, my broadcasting duties here at WABC, where the acronym always stands, so always broadcasting Curtis. I think I want a tagline on nobody knows more about New York City than Curtis Sliwa. No doubt about it. I know where everyone's bones are buried and who buried them, and I'll prove that hour by hour by hour when I'm on the 50,000 powerful watts of sound, the number one news talk station in the nation. And upon uh, dusk, which will be in a few hours when I return at 9 o'clock, we'll be broadcasting to 38 states, parts of Canada, a sliver of Europe, and right on down to Davy Jones's locker by the Bermuda Triangle separating the Bahamas from Bermuda and the West Indies. But I think I'm going to have to tagline, nobody knows more about radio because I must say I am shocked and amazed uh, that we here at WABC are not flexing uh, with pride as we approach our 100th anniversary. We will be celebrating in September. But every uh, day we are issued this uh, report on Today in History What's happening in sports, entertainment, birthdays, deaths, uh, things of most uh, non-significance to our listeners uh, in the ever-growing family at WABC. And I get them every day, and I go through them, and I obviously say, okay, well, what's pertinent to radio? What is pertinent to radio? And I say, well, where the hell was the recognition of National Radio Day on August 20th? That was yesterday. National Radio Day, this thing of ours, this thing that we celebrate. Talking about the greatest uh, DJ of all times, our own cousin Brucey, a.k.a. Bruce Morrow. And our owner and operator, John Katsimatidis, brought back to his home away from home, WABC, when he rescued us from the ash heap. And in memory of who I have anointed the greatest talk radio show host, in the history of this medium, uh, the king of talk radio, Bob Grant, well-loved in New Jersey, which I keep telling our suits, our mockers, our muckety-mucks, look at the stats per capita per person. Most of our listeners are in New Jersey, and we neglect it a lot. Curtis Lewitt does not neglect New Jersey. I know my roots. Woodbridge, New Jersey, the Rio Diner there, the phenomenal gatherings of listeners that came from uh, mid-Jersey, northern Jersey, and even all the way down in Camden County in Jersey. No, 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 no. We crisscross New Jersey. And without a question, there are so many people who are saying, hey, how come you don't talk about Jersey? 
talk about New York City, you talk about Long Island, you talk about the Mid-Hudson Valley, you talk about all things New York, and we rarely, if ever, talk about New Jersey. Well, that's not my style. Because I've been doing this for 33 years, and I'm out there, and I'm about throughout the tri-state area. And I know listeners. I know those that are generational, going back to your grandparents, your parents, and now a new generation of listeners. Even if you're hipsters and millennials, and maybe, maybe it's not part of that curve of those who are 50-plus in a recent survey indicating that it's 50-plus people age-wise, AARP, who do all the voting in non-presidential years. Hey, hipsters and millennials don't vote. Generation X, Y, and Z, non-presidential years, they don't vote. They just squawk, they talk, they moan, they groan, complain. Well, oh, God forbid with early voting and, oh, absentee ballots. And, oh, my God, are you going to scrape your, your particles off your backside and go and vote? They don't vote. They don't vote. The survey just came out. But I am going to respond to a survey that I know and I feel innately on this that I am declaring National Radio Weekend, extending it for 48 hours since we didn't even mention it in the first 24 hours. Not only us, but other radio stations. I went around the dial, AM, active-minded stations. (laughs) Forget about it. They had all infomercials. Nothing of interest to listen to. And, of course, I crossed the Maginot line to our FM brothers and sisters in solidarity since we have a sister station, WLIR, on the east end of Long Island. Yeah, to the freaking morons, feeble-minded, fornicating madly, free marijuana crew, and Frank Morano. Yes, to them also. It's National Radio Weekend. And we didn't do a tribute to that. No, no, I guess everybody was so busy. So what are the young whippersnappers here where we got all social networking geeks? Oh, they know what's trending. Hashtag this. Hey, hashtag this below my navel, okay? Hashtag. Get the hell out of here. Oh, you got to talk about uh, J-Lo and Ben Affleck. What, getting married for like the 9th, the 10th, the 11th time? You know that's going to crash and burn. You know this Maytag, Ben, quack, quack, Affleck, is going to get back on the gin mill. He's going to fall off the wagon. He's going to be doing, he's going to be <sighs> with his friend Matt Damon, the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, 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 I hate their guts. Hey, who do you think rules the roost in that house, right? Who do you think? The diva of all divas, Jenny on the block. That's right, Castle Hill, Preston High School in the neck. Ridiculous. Three days, right? They already got married. They eloped to Las Vegas, right? The little white church, downtown Las Vegas. They had the Elvis Presley uh, guy doing the impression, doing the marriage. Right? Fait complete. Slam, jam, take it. No. Another three days. And they thought, Kevin, our producer, Kevin George, on the weekend, you can tell those young huckleberries to stick it where the sun don't shine. Oh, Curtis, you got to talk about it. Everybody's talking about it. It's trending. Oh, hashtag, hashtag. The only thing I want on Sunday is hash browns with my Mickey D's Egg McMuffin. Hey, 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 go look it up in the dictionary, all right? Nothing nothing about National Radio Day. So I'm declaring it National Radio Weekend for this thing that we so love. God, I'm going to have to slap people around here. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, we got to put it on Facebook. We got to tweet it out. Oh, Instagram, Instagram. Ooh, 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 ooh. 
Hey, don't listen to radio. Oh, podcast, podcast, podcast. My freaking plumber has a podcast. My dentist has a podcast. Everybody has a podcast. Well, you got to listen to my podcast. No. This thing of ours is a live radio podcast. It's like garnish on a dish. You get a nice steak and potatoes, right? You know what a podcast is? It's garnish on the dish. That is not what we do primarily. It is to provide entertainment. It is to engage you. And it is to take care of our listeners who oftentimes... We take advantage of it. We just assume you're out there. No, 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 no. I know where you are. I'm out there. I got boots on the ground. I'm throughout the tri-state area. And New Jersey, we're taking care of you today. And as long as I'm on the airways, they lend this microphone to me. And when I finish, they take it back. It's their radio station. It's what they've invested their blood, sweat, and tears in. John and Margot Katzmatidis of our parent company, Red Apple Media. But I don't forget who uh, made us the number one news talk station in the nation. Yes, our owners and operators, our management, our teamwork, but it's you, the listeners. And the number one question, screw J-Lo and Ben Affleck. You want to find out about them? Go reach page six, Hollywood Extra, all those crazy shows about the freakazoids, trendoids, jet setters. They have no impact on your lives, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you what is having an impact on your life, and nobody is really discussing it at length. We have now in uh, New York and New Jersey the legal use of recreational marijuana, right? And uh, in Massachusetts, where a lot of New Yorkers are going, they they really jumped the curb. They did it earlier. And you're going to see it. It's going to affect almost every state in the nation. About half the states are already on board. I think about 19. Many more have medical use of marijuana. But it is a growing sort of subculture for many, many years that is now primetime mainstream. The reason I played Donna Summers is in 78, 79, 80. Remember when you had a battle of stoners versus disco folks? And let me tell you something. I was not with the stoners. I was out there with my polyester waffle weed flame retardant shirt, my bell-bottom pants, my marshmallow shoes. And I was out there on the dance floor whirling and churning, moving and grooving, uh, doing the hustle, the Patty Duke, uh, the bus stop, to the classics of Donna Summers. 78, 79, 80. She ruled the radio broadcast world. Nobody had more hits. Nobody who was heard more often. And if you wanted to uh, sort of seed the nest of all the freeform FM radio, you had to go on the FM divide where they would play the albums, uh, you know, classic rock. You would get Great Led Zeppelin. You would get The Who. You'd get The Rolling Stones. You'd get heavy metal. So you had selection. So let's go back to that era. Put yourself in the shoes of a police officer, Johnny Law. New Jersey, because they do it so much better than we do it here in New York State in so many ways. Remember, no cash bail, right? What a mishigosh it is here in New York. Two years before we had no cash bail here, when Andrew Evilized Cuomo was in charge uh, and totally screwed it up. New Jersey had no cash bail. Have they had the problems in New York State? It's said no, because they do it better. And it would have been incumbent upon us to just Xerox copy the no-cash bail laws that were passed in Trenton. Yeah, that was when Chamu 
El Jefe, Chris Christie, was in charge, a Republican governor, and a Democratic legislature, state senate, state assembly. Just like we had here in many uh, situations. But, oh, no, no, no. New York decided, oh, we're pretentious. We're obstinate. We can do it better. And we effed it up. Big time. Well, the only state in the nation, when it comes to no cash bail, that will not allow a judge to make decisions. The very reason they wear the black regal robes is we trust the men and women in the black regal robes to ultimately make the decision about a, what can I call it now in New York State, a potential incarcerated person instead of an inmate. Inmate sounds so much better. Look, I've been an inmate 77 times in jails. I prefer to be called inmate 6897 instead of incarcerated person 6897. How ridiculous is that? Well, let's get back on track. The biggest problem we face in states that have legalized the recreational use of marijuana and the medical use of marijuana is what to do when Johnny Law pulls you over or what to do on the job. Because you still have in the private sector and in some instances the civil sector drug testing before you can get a job and while you're on the job. And I know at times it's a little screwy when it comes to civil servants We've been told that Jersey, at first through the state attorney general in Trenton, was going to cease and desist on all drug testing for police officers, at least in regards to use of marijuana products off-duty. And then local municipal police department said, are you crazy? You mean to tell me a cop is going to be able to smoke a dube, smoke a blunt, right before they go on duty? And we're not going to be able to do that Jack Diddley squat. We basically have to look at him or her and assume that they're impaired or they're not impaired. And that's true in the private sector. Think of all the jobs that you're working out there in New York and New Jersey and Connecticut and Pennsylvania and wherever the 50,000 powerful watts of sound are heard. And you've been told that medical marijuana is legal. And now the recreational use of marijuana is legal. But you're still being drug tested. And you're scratching your head and you're wondering, wait a second, wait a second, it's so confusing. And nobody takes the time to explain it. So because it is a problem and a growing problem, let's take you back in that time machine to the disco hard rock era. Remember when you had the um, stoners battling the disco ducks? And you know where I stood. I was with the Disco Ducks, although uh, I appreciated stoner music. Uh, I just wasn't all the way there. So you're going down the New Jersey Turnpike. You just came from a Grateful Dead concert. And maybe you were smoking weed or you were dropping acid. And the cops would pull you over. And they would scratch their heads and say, okay, we know how to deal with drunken driving, DUI. Well, how the hell do we give a test for somebody that we think is stoned? Uh, we profiled them. You know, they look like hippie scum. So already we've uh, made a predetermination that they're probably stoned coming from a Grateful uh, Dead concert, Jerry Garcia and the Dead. Oh, my God. It's Al Gore and Tipper Gore. And they had on their tie-dyed uniforms, which indicate that that's right, you're a deadhead. How do we test them? From the big to the small, very, very difficult. And then, remember, outside of discos, how many of you men and women, you'd be getting in your cars, because most of you, let's face it, like now, you don't use public transportation. You would go to the disco, you would dance to the wee hours in the morning. Some of you would be taking quaaludes. 
which would slow you down. Some of you would be doing cocaine, which would speed you up. And a lot of people were doing reefer, which um, would impair you if you did enough reefer. You know, hand-eye coordination. So now you're jetting down the new Jersey uh, Turnpike, Garden State Parkway, Atlantic City Expressway, whatever venue you were taking. And all of a sudden, Johnny Law pulled you over. What would they do? How would they administer a drug test? Well, they had to apply what they thought was common sense and use some of the procedures when they thought you were drunk and half in the bag. You know, they would say, touch your nose, touch your ears, bend and squat, walk the line. And they're like, I don't know. What do you think, Sarge? I don't know. We got no test for this. It's all basically we're having to make it up on the fly. And they did. And most times they were probably right. But a lot of times, they were probably wrong. And we can't really fault the cops because the administrators, they pass these laws. Oh, legalized marijuana, legal use of recreational marijuana. And the cops raise their hands and say, you know, we already have impaired driving due to alcohol. What do we do with all the people now who are going to be using reefer and reefer-related products, and we think that it's causing them to be impaired when they get behind the wheel? And they turn to the legislature, and it's blah, 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 blah. And they turn to the governor in Albany, Governor Crime Wave Holcomb. What do we do, Governor? I don't know. Uh, Murphy, half in the bag. Murphy loves drinking his vodka straight. What do we do, Murphy? I don't know. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let's open up the phone lines because it is a problem, not in terms of just police dealing with impaired driving, especially now under the use of legal recreational use of marijuana or medical marijuana. But on the job, where you're being told it's legal, but you're still being tested, and now all of a sudden, you say, but marijuana is in my system for about 30 days. It's not like alcohol. What the hell is a cop to do? Well, guess what? New York State has no remedies whatsoever. They have no answers. They are just scratching their heads and their bellies trying to figure out, well, we're pretentious. We're omnipotent. We know better than New Jersey. We're the best, not like the rest, not New York is last on the wrong. When we come back, I'm going to be telling you about what Jersey is doing. Based on a long-term actual study by a special master who uh, she has issued her final report. They are so far ahead of New York as they were with no cash bail. We should have just followed their footsteps and we wouldn't have the Michigan we have now. And now in terms of dealing with the legal recreational use and medical use of marijuana and all the licensed, state-run, regulated shops that are opening up throughout New Jersey. The 19th just opened up the other day in Montclair. And meantime, here in New York, all we have is pop-up joints, weed wagons, people selling nickel and dime bags, and the mayor complaining about that, even though he went on Stephen Colbert a day after he beat me in the mayoral election and was giving Stephen Colbert weed to a national audience and giggling about it. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. 
As I told you, Rich, we're adding an addendum to that. Nobody knows New York better, and nobody knows radio better. You cut my veins and arteries. I bleed AM talk radio. It's what I do. It's what I live for. It's what creates passion in all of you, this thing of ours that is so intimate. There is nothing else like it in existence. Can't do it with TV, a 72-inch big screen TV. Can't do it with the screen. Can't do it with movies. Can't do it with any other mode of communication and media attention. But Boy Talk Radio, it goes right to your heart, right to your soul, right to your mind, and it forces you. It forces you to paint pictures. It forces you to think. It stimulates your ability to process thoughts and then to speak. Hopefully not just regurgitate anything you hear, but stand by yourself independently and autonomously. Source through all of this great information. Source through all of this theater of the mind and come to your own conclusions. Be independent and autonomous. Do not, under any circumstances, just become sheep. <laughs> or assume that you know all the answers because you don't. Perfect example here, the Empire State that is rusted. People are escaping, abandoning ship in mass exit. It's more so than any state in the nation. And we still act like we know it all. We don't. And especially when it comes to the legalization of the recreational use of marijuana and the legalization that preceded it of medical marijuana, New Jersey has done it so much better if we would only follow their template. But we're not going to do it. So our number is 1-800-848-9222. And this is really in recognition on this National Radio Weekend. I have extended it to the weekend, 48 hours, where we are going to honor this thing of ours even though it seems like the rest of our colleagues have no idea that it was National Radio Day all day yesterday, and I'm extending it to all day today, Sunday. And especially in tribute to all of our listeners in New Jersey, per capita, per person, who have made us, in addition to all of our other listeners in the tri-state area, the number one news talk station in the nation, after our owner and operators, John and Margot Katzmatidis, rescued us. From the radio broadcasting ash heap. A lot of hard work. A lot of perseverance. And most importantly, a lot of attention to you, the listeners. So let's look to New Jersey and what they've been doing with the legalization and the use of medical and recreational marijuana. A New Jersey appellate judge issued a report in which they are going to use drug recognition experts in order to be admitted as evidence in workplace impairment, very important, I must uh, be very honest with you, Rich, I have seen uh, some of our young colleagues here, hipsters and millennials, they say, I'm going out for lunch. I say, oh, really? You're vaping around the corner? Oh, hush, hush, mush, mush. Oh, it's a tobacco, you know. Uh, it ain't tobacco. It ain't tobacco. Let me tell you something. And they come back, and there really is no test. You know, all of a sudden, they're happy. They're footloose and fancy free, but I know they were vaping. I just, I don't have any prime evidentiary uh, facts that I could stick to them. And they smile at me saying, you can't get, you can't touch this baby boomer. I said, I'm not interested in touching it. But what the hell do our employers do? Because there is no test for workplace impairment. It's all eye to eye. 
And there's no way to confirm it here in New York, New Jersey, and other states. Well, guess what they're going to do in New Jersey? They're going to have the testimony of expert called DREs, not doctors, DREs. It is the only reliable but also complies with recognizable medical and toxicology procedures to be fair to the person who's accused of using and to be fair to the employers, whether in the private or the civil sector, who are hiring you with the expectation that you're not going to be stoned to the bone, either impaired with alcohol, a hell of a lot easier to deal with that than all the drugs that are out there. So this will be acceptable in both the private sector, the civil sector, and most importantly, if you get stopped while driving, impaired, in court. And the DREs are going to identify the impaired drivers, and uh, it will be regulated by the Jersey Cannabis Regulatory Commission. Sounds very official. And will establish marijuana standards for employers and also can determine who is high while on the job. I want DREs here at WABC after lunch. I know a lot of those young uh, hipsters and millennials are definitely vaping. I could see the signs, but I don't have the proof. The workplace standards, as well as determining who is impaired by drugs while driving, has come into sharper focus, obviously, with all the states legalizing the recreational use of marijuana. But few, if any of them, are doing anything about it. Being drunk can be determined through blood alcohol levels. But cannabis, hey, you're talking 30 days in your system, and you could say, you can't touch this like MC Hammer. Sorry, how do you know I didn't smoke a joint two weeks ago? You can't touch this. Under New Jersey's new cannabis law, employers can still conduct random and pre-employment drug tests for weed use and can still ban marijuana use at work. But they cannot fire. They cannot discipline or refuse to hire someone solely because the result is positive. That is very confusing. You imagine if you're an employer or a manager at a work site, you can test them, but if it comes up positive, you can't do anything to them. How does that make any sense? Employers must have their own experts called workplace impairment recognition experts. Love these acronyms, right? Wires, as they call them. In order to witness impaired behavior by an employee and a positive drug test indicating presence of marijuana in a person's system. I guess we can call them narcs, right? They walk around the workplace. You, come with me, Rich. Okay, don't worry about it. We're not taking a little whiz test here. We're not taking any blood. We're not accusing you of being half in the bag on booze. But we think, we think you've been doing puff, puff, pass. And we need to check you out. Look, a quarter of all traffic fatalities are a result of impaired driving in New Jersey. Even though I may have differences, slight differences in their approach, at least they're doing something. I mean, think of it from the employer's point of view. They're anxiously awaiting final rules on workplace impairment. And a final state Supreme Court decision in this case is expected to have ramifications on using experts to determine drug use, both in the private sector, the civil sector, and especially when it comes to impaired driving. So let me take my beret off and once again salute all of you in the Garden State who are way ahead of all the obnoxious, omnipotent, pretentious jerk-offs in New York State who think they know everything and they know nothing about nothing. Perfect example, no cash bail. 
49 states around the country allow judges to make the final decision. Not New York, because we know better than everyone else. Wrong. And we have no standards when it comes to assessing impairment from the use of marijuana, whether medically or the recreational use of marijuana. And unlike New Jersey, for example, that just opened up its 19th legal weed store in Montclair, highly regulated, nearly $80 million in New Jersey legal weed was sold in the first 10 weeks. So they got this system down pat. Are there some problems with it? Yes. But when we come back, I am going to describe the Michigash in New York State and especially the five boroughs of the city of New York, which is completely out of control. And it starts with the swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams, too hot in his Technicolor dream coat. Remember from his appearance at Stephen Colbert the day after he whooped me in the general election? He did. He got 70% of the vote. I got about 30%. And remember what he said on Stephen Colbert's show just 24 hours after I suffered the uh, tragedy of defeat and not the exaltation of victory, as used to be said on WABC's wide world of sports. Listen to the mayor giggling about the recreational use of marijuana in the city of New York and how he brought product. He brought gifts like the three kings did to baby Jesus in the manger. Yeah, he brought gifts for Stephen Colbert. One of my best gifts, as you know, marijuana is legal. I have raw. I did not know. I have raw. I am not aware, Mr. Mayor. I'm not into that scene. I have bamboo. Oh, this is big. And I can't give you this gift. I'll give it to you later, you know. Yeah, all the hipsters and millennials, yeah, puff, puff, pass, let's vape. And so, do as I say, not as I do. Now he's in a situation seven months later. You go in Times Square, you got all the weed wagons there, the weed wagons right there everywhere. They keep hauling them away because they're not paying their parking tickets, then they pay the parking tickets and they're back out there. You got guys setting up card tables, nickel and dime bags, right there on 42nd, 43rd, 44th, and then fighting one another, stabbing one another, shooting one another. You got guys and gals selling bogus weed, and then you got all these pop-up shops, pop-up shops everywhere, right there, empty storefronts. The only salvation in the city is going to be legal weed shops, except nothing's legal yet. Because in Albany, under the leadership of the aimless, ever wondering what the hell I'm doing as governor of New York, uh, crime wave Kathy Holcomb, they are still waiting to establish the licensing procedure so that, like New Jersey, there can be legal licensed vendors of marijuana and marijuana products, which there are not at this point. So you see all these pop-up shops in which you can go in and you're not even paying for the reefer. So let's say Ken Joe should decide, and I'm going to defy Curtis. I'm going to go down a Barrow Street in the Lower East Side. I'm going to go into these pop-up shops that have all these psychedelic paraphernalia. Psychedelic shack, that's where it's at. Remember the Temptations? That's before your time, uh, Rich. And uh, Kevin goes in there and says, hey, man, you got any refit? No, no, no. First, you must buy a book. You're a hipster. You're a millennial. Oh, that's right. I tell you what. 
Here, we have Catcher in a Rye. You'll pay $25 for this oldie moldy paperback, Catcher in the Rye, that's been read by a thousand hipsters before you. And we're going to throw in a little swag for that. You pay a little money. But free, we're going to give you, we're going to gift you a nickel and dime back. That's how they get around this. So now all of a sudden, Eric Adams is saying, you can't do that. It's not acceptable, these weed wagons. Uh, look, all you read is that weed is legal. Most people don't read the complete law. Well, you haven't either, buddy. Because when you were on with Stephen Colbert, one day after you beat me in the general election, you were talking about gifting marijuana. One of my best gifts, as you know, marijuana is legal. I have raw. I did not know. I have raw. I am not aware, Mr. Mayor. I'm not into that scene. I have bamboo. Oh, it's big. And I can't give you this gift. I'll give it to you later, you know. (laughs) Yay, yay, puff, puff, fast. Now, let me ask you a question. You're on a national stage. You're saying to everybody, hey, if you're illegals, underle, underle, come to New York. Uh, I'm your papi chulo. We'll take you off the Port Authority bus. We'll hook you up. But before that, seven months ago, you say, come to New York where marijuana is legal. Now you're screaming at everybody because there are no legal vendors of marijuana. What the hell are you going to do about everyone who's selling reefer in the underground or right in front of your face? Ladies and gentlemen, what should be done? Because certainly our elected officials in New York are haywire about it. They, this is what they want, Kevin. Kevin, I know that as an industrious young man, as the weekend producer here at WABC, you want a side hustle, right? You want to augment your income. So you're figuring out, hey, what the hell? You know, I've used the product. I know all about the product. I know how to roll it. I know how to do a blunt. I know how to go into a, a store bodega and ask for the Dutch masters or the Philly. Yeah, I know. I know this business. I may not be an expert. I may not be Cheech and Chong. But I can be a retailer, too. No, 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 Kevin. Unless you've been busted as a dealer where you've been selling bales. We're not talking nickel and dime bags. You've been bringing in product weight. You ain't getting the license because this is part of restorative justice. We know that you have a record as a drug dealer, Rich, as opposed to Kevin, has nothing to do with your complexion. And it's simply based on what we have pulled up out of the computer. Uh, <laughs> you uh, have been busted all types. Uh, well, man, look at these drugs you've been bringing in. Molly, ecstasy to the clubs. You've been bringing in bales, bales of marijuana. Oh, cocaine, cocaine. Oh, that's right. They're going to legalize it in Colombia now. They got a leftist socialist Marxist who they elected as president. Wow, you got quite a record here. Now you can actually walk into the licensing bureau in Albany and say, look, seven pages of arrests. I go to the front of the line. I get the license to sell legal marijuana. What are you going to do about all these pop-up shops and weed wagons? What are you going to do about these guys with side hustles who have been selling nickel and dime bags openly in Times Square and in neighborhoods? What are you going to do about the guys and gals who have been selling product for years who deliver? That's right. They deliver. Just like you get your food delivered by all these services. They deliver, and they give you the grade, the quality, the quantity you want, and they give you credit. 
They won't give you that in a legal weed shop. No credit. You got to pay cash on demand, debit card, credit cards. No, you go to the local weed dealer. Hey, I can spot you. Don't worry about it. It's peace, love, and happiness. one 800 That's one 800 wabc Let's go to John in Selden, New York. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Johnny. I love this. Well, we're eavesdropping and listening to a conversation that's going on there. John has no idea he's getting into an argument with his girlfriend now. And uh, any moment we may have to call 911. It's no joke. Get the police to respond. Kick in the door, you know, all out bulletin, helicopters overhead because he had the tenacity to get into a conversation with his girlfriend that led into an argument while holding on the line to speak to all of us at WABC. What do disgraziare? No, no. Come on, you can't be dropping dime on this guy. We don't know. We we can't profile. We're assuming he's in the midst of an argument. How many how many times have you been in an argument? I've been in plenty of arguments in my lifetime. You're not going to call 911, are you? Seriously? Yep. Oh, this is so good. It's getting nasty. It's getting nasty. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Look at you. You guys are like chickens. Come on, let's play this out to a full extent. Let's get the FBI involved. They're more than happy to break into Mar-a-Lago. They're more than happy to break into my Kumbada Chicha's house, Rudy Giuliani. Maybe they could break into John's house. Hey, John! John, John, don't do it. John, don't do it, please. God, I could do an intervention. I could, I could calm this down. I could keep this from becoming a uh, level one call to the local police department in Selden. I realize right now all two police officers in Selden are trying to figure out as we speak, how do we find this guy, John, before he crosses the marginal line? And we're not getting any help here from our hipsters and millennials here who don't want to knock him out, right? You don't want to knock him out, do you, Kev? Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Oh, you're not going to want to miss it. For all of you cab drivers out there, I know there are a lot of yellow cab drivers who actually listen to me religiously to learn how to speak the English language, believe it or not. They come here. Uh, we don't ask them legal or illegal, right? But they listen to Curtis Lee whenever they can to learn how to mangle and botulize the English language. And they actually tell me this. Hey, I learned to speak English by listening to you all through the years at WABC. I said, oh, my God, you have botulized the English language. You have learned Sliwanics. It is the replacement for you, bunnies. John, John, please, please. No, you don't want to go to that level. Come on, John. Give us some slack. You know, it could have been you. You could have been cheating on her instead of her cheating on you. Come on, John. Let bygones be bygones. Puff, puff, pass. Just light up a joint. Oh, my God. It's getting a little hectic there. I heard a little shriek, Kevin. Maybe we should drop dime, huh? What do you think? There's like two cops in selling, right? It's like Mayberry RFD, Barney Fife, and Andy Griffin. Uh, anyway, we'll try to deal with this uh, on the side. We don't want to make this a public situation to declare that John is not doing well in his love life. 
See what happens when you're holding on the line here at WABC? Everything else surfaces. All the personal ramifications that you're going through in your life. And believe it or not, it could be aired on 50,000 powerful watts of sound. People could be hearing it throughout two-thirds of the nation. And if they're on the live stream or the worktop computer or they have an app, they could be hearing about this Michigash, your personal problems all over the world. It's sort of like War of the Roses, like KTU. You know, with the uh, Supreme Cousines, the Supreme Cousinettes. We could do one of those kind of shows, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, you hipsters and millennials, you would love that. Yeah, yeah, anything to get away from politics. Trump is God. Biden is, is evil. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Weed wagons everywhere. See them throughout Times Square, Midtown. Like the old Mr. Softy trucks, right? No, now it's weed wagons. They're up in the Bronx. They're out in Brooklyn. They're in Newark. They're along Bloomfield Ave. Everywhere I go, I see weed trucks. And then the amplification in the background they have, Wiz Khalifa there singing this. This is like the call to the bake shop because they're baking the product right there. Now, a lot of the weed wagons will tell you, no, 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 we're not selling marijuana. You know, we're selling marijuana-laced products, but we can't sell you the herb. You can't vape it. Oh, my God, the hipsters and millennials are saying, you faked me out. I thought it was a weed truck. Well, we're trying to skirt the law because our biggest problem is parking tickets now. We're getting jammed with parking tickets. They had a half a million dollars in parking tickets, and they resolved it for $200,000. That's all the city cares about, the money. They don't care about, oh, it's illegal, it's legal, it's quasi-legal. Show me the money. Show me the money. So the weed wagons were back. Now, I don't know if a lot of you are aware that New York City has owed $500 million in parking tickets. That's half a billion dollars. $500 million in parking tickets. Now, if you're just an average everyday schlub or schlubette, you know, they drag you in a traffic court. Oh, the judge, judge of traffic court. Oh, you know, you're supposed to bow, beck, and uh, kiss the hand of the traffic judge. How many times you go to a restaurant and they say, oh, the judge is here. You know, he's at the front table. I said, judge, that's a traffic judge. What are you talking about? Oh, he's a judge. He can fix tickets. And they can. $500 million in parking fines. That have not been paid. Now, if you happen to be FedEx or if you happen to be uh, UPS, you make deals. You bundle the tickets and you say, I give you 10 cents on a dollar. And they make a deal. Well, let me tell you what has happened now. UPS drivers have said the brutal heat is endangering their lives. The brownies. The ones that when they're in uh, illegal alien areas, 
Illegal aliens think, oh, my God, it's Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service, ICE, because they wear brown uniforms. And notice, I, I never quite understood why they let them wear shorts. You know, there it is, a guy with gnarly legs walking around, you know, a UPS driver. They're wearing shorts. It's like Boy Scout pack leaders. You know, they got big bellies and they're wearing these uh, shorty shorts. I mean, it's humiliating. Let me ask you questions, hipsters and millennials out there. UPS drivers are saying brutal heat is endangering their lives. What about the USPS, United States Postal Service? Neither snow nor rain nor heat nor gloom of night stays these couriers from the swift completion of their appointed rounds, right? That's what we were told about the mail carriers of the United States Postal Service. Let's snap off a salute. Meantime, you go into the back rooms of your nearby postal office, and the deadbeats and the slackers, they're sitting there, you know, and they're blessing the bundles as they go by on the assembly line. What happened to my music here? You, you, you see, you, 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 you interfere with my flow, man. It's like you don't want me to get mad. You know, I'm already on the edge. You know, I could really go over the... A lot of people think I'm insane. I am. That's what makes for a good talk show host. You don't know whether, oh, wow, it's insanity or it's creativity. You figure it out, but you don't want to find out. Let me tell you something. You really don't want to find out. Anyway, let's go to the phones. Ah, Mark, who's calling from... Parsippany in New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Mark. Hey, Curtis. Uh, yeah, um, I, I tried to call you last night. Um, I just got uh, two questions. Do you do you know what uh, uh, bar um, uh, Eddie Rabbit was playing in Newark, where he was uh, discovered, and uh, in what year? Um, and when, and when did, what years did you work at McDonald's? I was just curious. Wow, this is a Curtis Lee trivia in reverse, right? Do I get a booby prize if I answer your questions? Uh, uh, yeah, I wish I could get a booby prize after all the times I've called you. Well, you know? your wish is our command. Yeah. Kevin, oh, wow. when we I finish like with that. Mark here, we, we have to make sure he gets a Curtis Lee will booby prize. Don't ask, don't tell. We throw nickels around like manhole covers. But then again, thanks. Uh, writing to the rescue are our owners and operators, John and Margot Katsimatidis of our parent company, Red Apple Media, who will be sending you uh, uh, a baseball cap that you can style and profile anywhere, Mark, with the WABC logo on it and the Curtis Lee show. And let me tell you something. You'll be able to go anywhere in Newark. You'll be able to go... South Ward, you'll be able to go West Ward, you'll be able to go Springfield Ave, you'll be able to go Bloomfield, you'll be able to go Broad and Market, you'll be able to thrust out your chest and tell all the homeboys, yo, I represent WABC Curtis Lee, and then run, 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 Mark. What'd you do to Mark? He fell into the abyss. Oh, that's right, he's got to get the Curtis Lee booby prize. Anyway... I started the Guardian Angels in February of 1979 and Mickey D's at McDonald's right there on the corner of Webster and East Fournum, which had all those smash and grab jewelry robberies of a million dollars and also had a guy on an ATV. We're going to be talking about that up next who did a drive-by shooting on an ATV. And guess what, Darcel Clark, the DA in the Bronx, who's always under the radar screen, guess what they did to him? Cut them loose, turn them back out in the street like they do all over the five boroughs of the city of New York. 1-800-848-9222. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. 
Now, I know many of you are wondering, what the hell would Curtis Lee would be listening to Selena Gomez? It's not me. It's the other guy on the other side of midnight, Frank, the uh, Mama Luke Morano, who now has fallen in love with Selena Gomez. Oh, he's opining for Selena Gomez. You don't want to miss it tonight. Upon his return Monday through Fridays from 1 to 5, his version of The Other Side of Midnight. You see, Tulsi Gabbard, who he adored, he loved, he so wanted to get on an interview with him, she wouldn't do it. She dissed him. Went all the way to Hawaii. Went to every tiki bar and fell down. I mean, totally drunk. Tulsi Gabbard, Tulsi Gabbard, please, please do an interview with me, Frank Morano, WABC. No. So now he's on to Selena Gomez, who actually films that Hulu uh, program right down the block from where I live. I can see Frank Morano outside. Oh, Selena, I'm your groupie. I'm your best. Please go on the radio with me. Please, pretty please. By the way, I'm going to get to Frank Morano. I'm going to pimp slap him, get him back on track. Did you see 670% increase in the thefts of catalytic converters? Where? On Staten Island, 670%. People on Staten Island can't even add that up. It's like, huh? 670%. What kind of a vig is that? The Bananos, Lucases, Columbos, Gambinos, Genovese, Rescue. 670%. Up next, I'm going to tell you who's doing that because, hey, you uh, you Eric Adams Republicans out there, Jimmy Otto, the former borough president, who goes... Has his nose right up his tuchus, along with Joe Borelli. Hey, look at this. 670% increase, and they're praising Eric Adams. Oh, he's the Mashiach. He's the Mashiach. Not. By the way, let's uh, check in with John and Selden. Uh, you see, uh, uh, I tried to stop him. Our, our team here wanted to knock him out. He was having some kind of argument with his uh, lady. I don't know if she's uh, his gumada, his wife. So they called the Selden Police Department, all two police officers. Let's see if they got there yet, Richard. Let's see. 364 flat track record. Brittany Ford just from within. Six thousands of it. Man, it's, it's getting nasty there, man. Features we have here at the Brainer Top End are double-sided scoreboards. You can see the time from up here at the top end when Antron Brown was standing here when you ran, Brittany. And- I, 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 I thought, I thought you, you dropped on to the police in Selden, man. This is getting nasty. This guy, he wanted me to wish him a happy birthday. Right? It's not from Selden. I think his wife, his girlfriend, his old lady, his gumada walked in while he's on the phone with me. And I mean, he's cold busted. He's been arguing with her for like 20 minutes. So what did our guys do? They get all nervous. The hipsters and millennials here. We must call the police. 911. It's not a joke. No, man. It's a domestic situation. I haven't heard anybody get hit. It's just having a very, very loud argument. Let's listen in. Oh, come on. You know that usually fits your bill. What is it about your tune that makes you so good Well, the jury's out on that. Yeah, the jury's out. By God, they're talking about money now. You know you can resolve almost any issue. I speak as an expert on relationships, although, hey, man, I got to keep her now, Nancy. You can resolve any issue. 
But not when it comes to money, right? Oh my, it breaks up more relationships, lead to more divorces. Not cheating, money. They're fighting over money. Oh God, John, John, I wanted to wish you a happy birthday, John. Before you go to jail, they're going to be showing up any minute to Selden Police. All two officers there, Barney Fife and uh, Andy Griffin. John, would you let me wish you a happy birthday? It's what you need before they take you off to the local county jail. Oh, God. It's it's getting mean. It's getting mean anyway. Let's go to Dave in Westchester. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Dave. Yeah, hey. I grew up out in around, you know, Oyster Bay, Hicksville. And Brookville, all that area, and I grew up with a lot of marijuana, a lot of acid and whatever. Ash, ash is one of my favorites. But then, uh, out of the time, I stopped using stuff, no particular reason, and uh, went on to live a fruitful life and whatever. Not well, all well, 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 I must admit, Dave, you're a very nice guy, but you sound like uh, you still have ramifications from that time. That's very amusing. Very amusing. Hey, well, as a good former Treasury agent, maybe you never know, right? Oh, uh, no, 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 Dave. I'm not knocking you out to Treasury. Everybody thinks I'm a narc now, Kevin, because of no, you. No, 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 no. I'm the former Treasury agent, my friend. Oh, wait, look. Right, I look, I, I know I know many I Treasury life. agents, uh, Dave. I Come on. Life. I had a regular life. That's all I'm saying. But do I think that anybody, just because I was lucky, none of the accidents I had ever hurt anybody. Does it mean that I think that these people should be able to do shit and drive around? I do not think so. And it's not me being right-wing. It's me just not wanting to be one of the victims, you know? Well, I want to tell you, as a former United States Treasury agent, I do apologize to you, Dave. Will you take my salutations, greetings, and apologies, Dave? Of course. I don't care about that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. See, I made nice to Dave, but poor John, they took him. Cops came and they took him away in Selden, New York. You see, you hipsters and millennials, you knocked them out. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Steppenwolf, and so appropriate to what we're going to be talking about in this last hour before the new rising star of Staten Island uh, joins us, Vinny Madugno from 5 to 6, the protege of Cousin Brucey. Oh, just a great, great, he has so surpassed the old fogey, uh, Frank Morano, who is, um, well, he's trying to recapture his youth by this this love that he has for Selena Gonzalez now. He even said that. You know, because, uh, oh, excuse me, Gomez. 
I really don't like her. I never did when she was with Justin Bieber, Biber, whatever. I would deport him back to Canada. By the way, today is also the day with the largest number of illegals coming into New York City to the Port Authority. A few weeks ago, Governor Abbott, he didn't care about New York City. It was all the Washington. We're sending them to Papa Chulo, Joe Biden, in the basement of the White House. Who's your daddy? Remember what Biden said in the uh, campaign against then-President Trump? Who's your daddy? I'm your poppy chulo. Who's your daddy, Pedro Martinez? He said, come, come to America. And they did. And all of a sudden, Abbott, he was sending them to to Washington, D.C. He didn't even have a mind to send them to New York City until the swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams, decided, hey, man, I need some lens-like space time. And in his hot Technicolor dream coat, he decided, hey, I don't want him sending him to D.C. I want him sending him to New York. This morning, the largest number of illegal aliens arrived back-to-back, belly-to-belly on Greyhound buses. And they're going to continue to come. Now, any of their personal items being searched at the Port Authority? Years ago, they used to have Port Authority police officers who would search bags when you would either come in, but more importantly, when you would go out, especially to uh, Maryland and D.C. in the age of crack cocaine, because guys would show up with athletic bags filled with crack and nine millimeters loaded. And the Port Authority cops would make all kinds of busts arriving and departing. Then they were told they're not, they're not supposed to do that anymore. They're not supposed to be profiling. So we see these men, these women, these children getting off of these Greyhound buses. And they have bags with them. Has anybody gone through their bags? Anybody wondering if they're mules bringing in fentanyl, huh? Uh, they weren't checked at the border by Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service, ICE, because they don't let ICE do their job any longer. And they're certainly not doing that here in New York City because we're a sanctuary city. We embrace the illegal aliens and we vilify ICE by calling ICE the agents so heroically who go out there each day putting on a bulletproof vest, issuing retainers and going after really bad hombres. We demonize them by calling them thugs. Who did that? Former Governor Andrew Evil Ice Cuomo. And yeah, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, he's demonized ICE. If they were working with us now, we would be able to chase the weep. We'd be able to know, hope. Oh, that's MS-13. That's 18th Street. We'll take it. We'll take it. Give it. We'll, we'll sweat them down. We'll, we'll get them back to their country of origin. They don't belong here. Look at the tats up and down their neck, on their knuckles, even on their forehead. In Spanish, F you. F you, Trump. I saw one of these guys. He had it right on his forehead in Spanish. F you, Trump. Come into America where we give you everything free. And, in fact, where do we put them up? Oh, right there in Midtown Manhattan. 1,300 rooms that we, the sucker taxpayers, are paying for. And Catholic charities, they had a mass this morning, right, in Catholic parishes around the tri-state area. Sunday is the day of mass, right? Uh, you have the English-speaking mass. You can roll a bowling ball through the aisles. I mean, almost nobody there except some recent widows all dressed in black. You know, they're lighting candles. They go to, uh, they do their stations of the cross. They go to novenas on Monday. Nobody else shows up. But then you have the Spanish-speaking mass packed to the rafters. And so Cardinal, uh, Cardinal Connor, O'Connor, no, Cardinal O'Connor, that's old school, man. We're talking about the present Cardinal Dolan. 
welcomes them all and knows that we're going to pay for it because Catholic Charities is saying no mas, no mas, we're bankrupt. So where are they going to get all this money to provide them at the Milford Plaza, three squares a day, three hots? Wow. A nice room. This is what tourists used to come in for. Anyway, our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. By the way, Kevin, uh, I was very nice and I did apologize. Something that I normally don't do to listeners that I lambase and I uh, obliterate. That Treasury agent, the last caller, Mark, you know what Treasury agents do. They're revenue collectors for the federal government. Let's just say I have some outstanding bills. I didn't want to get on the wrong side of a proud, brave Treasury agent, Mark, out there. Mea culpa, mea culpas, mea maquisimacopa. I apologize, Mark. Don't take offense to what I said. Maybe it was the time of the day. Oh, my God. I can't afford to have Treasury on my case. <laughs> oh. You know, John and Sheldon, <laughs> they don't know what happened. That guy. My team here decided he got too nervous. They knocked him out. You heard in the background he was battling with his old lady, his wife, his gumada. And what did it get down to? Not that somebody was cheating, but money. If it ain't cheating, it always gets down to money. We'll try to hook up with John momentarily. I don't know if they've processed him into the county jail. If somebody's going to post bail. Oh, nowadays, there's no cash bail. He'll be out footloose and fancy free. But let me tell you something that's really, really bothering me because Kevin Drosch, you remember it was about a month ago, I went absolutely ballistic this time in this very place on a Sunday afternoon when I looked out of this plate glass window and I saw an army of marauders, barbarians on their quads, their ATVs, their dirt bikes, tearing up Third Avenue. I mean hundreds of them. And I was screaming invectives. Kevin, you had to bleep me at that time, remember? I was screaming. And then I walked over to the 19th precinct. And the cops said to me after the show, they said, I know why you're here, Curtis. I know why you're here. We can't do anything. We're impotent. Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, the police commissioner that we never see, Sewell, are carrying on what occurred during Comrade Bill de Blasio's eight years under... Uh, Shay, the feckless, weak, lapdog police commissioner of de Blasio's, they will not let us chase. They will not let us arrest. They will not let us go out and take off the street, the dirt bike guys, the uh, ATV riders, and the quads. Most of them are stolen. They don't have papers on them. They have no registration. They have no licenses. They won't let us do it. And I felt really bad for the cops at that point, the NYPD. They couldn't even look at me in my eyes. I said, you know, old school, man. Let me go out there, you know. All of a sudden, I see him. I slash the tires. I said, okay, get back to the Bronx. Get back to Inwood, Washington Heights. How are you going to do that now, tough guy? Curtis, if you do that, then we will have to arrest you. Really? I slashed their tires, right, because they're a menace to society. They're popping wheelies here. They're kicking cars and cabs. They're screaming. They're hooting. They're hollering. They don't get arrested, but I'll get arrested. Curtis, it's not what we want to do. It's what we've been told. We cannot tolerate vigilantism in the streets of New York. If you're a marauder, you're a barbarian, you're breaking the law, you're fine. And now we have more documentary evidence on this. 
I feel for these two NYPD officers at the 108th Precinct. Their guns have been taken from them. Their badges have been taken from them. And there's a very good chance they're going to be thrown out of the police department by the missing in action police commissioner, Sua. The officers Nikitas Janos and Mara Cardona Quintero, two women. Right? How many times have we heard callers disparage female cops? Oh, they got female cops out there. Oh, four foot eight. How tough are they? Let me tell you, I've dealt with some of the female cops. They're tougher than some of the guys. They were placed on modified duty by the NYPD. Why? Because they started chasing two all-terrain vehicles that were going up the wrong blocks, going up the sidewalks. They were a menace to traffic. They were terrorizing people in Long Island City at 1.50 in the morning off of Jackson Avenue. That's a heavily trafficked area, whether it's 3 in the morning, 3 in the afternoon. And two guys on the ATV, to avoid the police, crashed into an 18-wheel tractor trailer. They crashed, going up the wrong street. And now they're blaming the cops. Wow. One of the dead men, right? Angel Lopez, 22, was from the Bronx. Records show that Lopez was arrested in the Bronx in April on an attempted murder charge. What's he doing on an ATV? Attempted. Oh, Darcel Clark, the same one who let loose the sucker puncher, the Vietnamese thug, right? And just downgraded the charges. Meantime, he had prior arrests for robbery. His, uh, his thug, uh, James Hendrickson, said he was riding an ATV alongside Lopez. And the other man who died when police started chasing him, Hendrickson said an unmarked police car followed them first. We tried to beat the cops. We tried to race away from the situation. The pursuing officers flicked on their emergency lights and told us to pull over. We decided, F you, F the police. Wow. And so the other guy on the ATV, you think that he stayed there? No. He did the bird and then returned to the scene later. Police arrested him on an outstanding warrant, and they're not going to tell us what it was for. What a bet it was for freaking attempted murder? They have jacked up these two female cops who were doing their job. Ladies and gentlemen, we must come to the aid. I may be mispronouncing their name. Nikitas Janios and Myra Cardona Quintero from the 108th Precinct. They are scheduled for execution for firing by the swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams, the former cop that many of you said, oh, he'll be a great mayor. Not. And the missing in action police commissioner, Sewell. Nothing is said about these enemies of society who are riding up and down the streets, terrorizing people, kicking in doors, threatening, menacing people on a regular basis in the streets of the five boroughs of New York City. But now we're going to fire Two cops for doing their job. Where the hell's the PBA? Hey, Pat Lynch, you think maybe you should have a press conference? You think all the other PBAs, the sergeants' PBAs, lieutenant, captains' PBAs? You think maybe it's time to have a press conference on behalf of two brave 
female police officers of the NYPD who said, not another ATV, not another quad, not another dirt bike breaking the law. We are going to stop it once and for all. So now you under, now I understand what the cops meant when I went into that precinct. And they said, Curtis, there's nothing we can do. They won't let us chase them. They won't let us stop them. They won't let us impound the vehicles. They won't let them let us check the papers. We know they don't have registration. We know they don't have licenses. We're impotent. We can't do anything. You think this should have been page one news, huh? Huh? You know, you know what page it was on? Oh, my God. Well, page uh, 36 of the New York Daily News. 36. None of the unions are having a press conference about this. Why is it Curtis Lee was talking about it? Because, again, when you hear the promo, Curtis Lee knows more about New York than any man or woman alive. And I'll add to that, dead also. Because many people have wished me dead. I'm sure some of the officials have said, I hate that guy on the radio. Why did he have to talk about something that was buried on page 36 in the Daily News? And then he did his own follow-up to connect the dots. Where's the police commissioner, Sewell? Where are you? Nobody ever sees you anymore. When's the last time anybody saw you in the 108th precinct? Not. Oh, man, I'm honest. Like white on rice. I'm sorry I used the white on rice. I may offend the people of color with that. you got to watch what you say on the radio now. I'm like, I'm on it like white on rice. Excuse me. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. So, remember, I made my bones on the corner of East Fordham Road and Webster in the Bronx, February 13, 1979, as a night manager. If you saw the documentary Vigilante, you saw that I took no prisoners in that McDonald's. There were gangbangers in there all the time. Yeah, I was the mighty whitey, the snow bro, the Caucasian persuasion. But if you tried to get over on me, I was breaking bones in there. Yeah, I'm the first to admit it. Bats, sticks, chains, you name it. You came over the counter like they did with uh, Jose Alba, and you were a dead man walking. Because couldn't depend on the cops from the 4-6 precinct, 5-2. This is 1979. There were no cops. There were layoffs. So everybody was left to their own measures. Have you seen what's been happening in that neighborhood of late? Those smash-and-grab robberies in the jewelry stores, they just come in like locusts. They smash-and-grab. Any arrests made? Hey, Kevin, any arrests? No, of course not. Any descriptions of the suspects? Oh, yeah. They, oh, they were wearing masks. They had a, a black hoodie on. They had black pants, black sneakers. What was the complexion of their skin, NYPD? Were they black? Were they brown? Were they white? Were they Asian? Were they maybe olive skin complexion? Want to bet 80%? Uh, percent? The over-under point is that they're young brothers. Want to bet? Hmm? You think that would be in the description? Uh, let me give you another one, okay? A man was just released on a gun charge in April. Where? In the Bronx. Darcel Clark. Worse than Alvin Bragg, the DA in Manhattan, who turns him loose. And he was on an ATV, and he got into a fender bender with a city with a city bus this past Wednesday. And what did Elvis Cabrera do? This bad hombre, he fired a gun at a white sedan around 7 p.m. at East Florida Road at Webster Avenue. He took off on a three-wheel scooter, knucklehead. It's an ATV, 
after the accident, but was later apprehended and charged with reckless endangerment and criminal possession of a weapon. Two bullets hit the occupied MTA BX-12 bus, one round lodged in the driver's window frame. He's a lucky Ralph Cramden to be alive. Police also found a Smith & Wesson 9mm firearm fully loaded with hollow-point bullets in the chamber. I know what that's like. I got shot with five hollow-point bullets back on June 19, 1992, on the orders of John Gotti Sr., the John Gotti Jr., the Gambino crime family, and Michael Iannotti, who did 20 years for that. The firearm was recovered, and he was hit with additional charges by the weak DA in the Bronx, Darcel Clark, charges of criminal possession of a weapon and criminal mischief. Wait a second. Criminal possession of a weapon and criminal mischief. What about shooting at the bus driver attempted murder? Meantime, he has a history of violent and narcotics distribution offenses in the state of Rhode Island, including a violent felony conviction. Why isn't he in um, Providence, Rhode Island, or one socket? Why do you think he came down to the Bronx? Because you can get away with anything in the Bronx. Wake up. It seems that Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb had to do an intervention on the Sucker Punch case and had to overrule the hopelessly weak Darcel Clark in the Bronx, weaker than Alvin Bragg. And there's the other guy on there, Eric Gonzalez, the DA in Brooklyn. All three of them see no evil, speak no evil, know no evil. Because if you're a cop, they'll jam you up. If you're a thug, if you're a crook, let's hug thugs. Let's hug thugs. Maybe they'll give up their criminal ways. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Oh, hundreds showed up today at the Port Authority. More buses than ever before sent courtesy of Governor Abbott of Texas, who has a big smile on his face like the cat that swallowed Tweety Bird because he lured uh, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, into his trap. Remember, originally he was sending these illegals right from the border, where the federal government sees nothing, speaks nothing, and does nothing, including the Tsarina in charge of operations, giggles, <laughs> Vice President Harris, Mayorkas, and that missing-in-action president in some cellar somewhere along the coast of Delaware, Joe Biden. So Eric Adams, in his hot technical, technicolor dream coat, decided to show up and embrace the illegals and talk trash to Governor Abbott. So what has Abbott done? 
He's rerouted the buses. <laughs> no more buses to D.C. to their Papa Chulo, Joe Biden, who is saying, who's your daddy? Come to D.C. He's sending them all to him, to New York City. And where were they today? After getting off of the buses, more buses than ever before coming in from Texas, they were put on a separate bus and taken up to Lincoln Hospital in the South Bronx to get, check it out, health care coverage, food, school supplies, free Obama phones. Now imagine, you're in the South Bronx there, right near Lincoln Hospital. I know it well. You're barely able to pay your rent, make ends meet, and you're looking at all these illegals, can't even speak a word of English. They're getting everything free. We're paying for it. We, the sucker taxpayers, the politicians are out there getting photo ops. Cardinal Dolan and Catholic Charities is out there acting like it's their money. It's ours, and they're getting federal grants that they're applying to taking care of these illegals. And then they're going to put them back on the bus after they get all this free stuff, these swag bags, and they go into the Milford Plaza. 1,300 rooms that we're paying for. This is nuts. So here's this one guy. Most of them are from Venezuela. You know, they've escaped uh, the former uh, totalitarian dictatorship of Chavez, now run by Maduro. By the way, Maduro was uh, Ralph Cramden, a bus driver in Caracas many years ago. He's now in charge, and he's releasing them. He's releasing them out of the jails, out of the mental asylums. He's saying, oh, you're a dissident? Go, leave. Who did this once before? Fidel Castro. Remember behind the sugarcane curtain of Cuba with the boat lift, the Mariolitos? And who was the sucker waiting for them on the shores of Florida? Jimmy Carter. Come, release them. The Mariolitos caused all kinds of chaos. We gave them all kinds of free stuff. What a mistake that was. And now history repeats itself. We're making the same mistake. And they're learning to be Americans very quickly because they're starting to complain about how we're taking care of them. Now, here's a guy right from Venezuela. His name is Medina. He's getting all this free stuff, free swag bags outside of Lincoln Hospital. They're busing him back to the Milford Plaza. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. He goes, yeah, I walked six days through the jungle from Venezuela through Panama, the Isthmus, and then up to... Uh, El Salvador, then Honduras, then Guatemala, and then through Mexico to get to the border. And he was complaining about the bus ride. Six days in the freaking jungle getting bitten by all these mosquitoes with West Nile virus. Snakes, poisonous snakes, right? He says, I'm not feeling too well because it was uncomfortable on the bus. The bathroom on the bus was closed for a few hours. Deport this guy back. You know how many times I pounded the hound? When you go in the back of the bus, the commode is always backed up. And then you see the blue lagoon going down the central center aisle. Oh, they've learned to become Americans very quickly. They're complaining. The guy was walking through a jungle for six days being bit by mosquitoes with West Nile virus. Poisonous snakes. No problem with that. Hey, Papa Chulo, Joe Biden was waiting for me saying, who's your daddy? But as soon as I get to New York, I'm like every other American complaining. I had to lay on a floor for a night. <gasps> oh, my God. 
Do you know they want us to give them money for that? They claim that that violated the uh, the shelter requirement that every man, every woman, every child, we never asked them their identification. I mean, they could be members of ISIS, Al-Qaeda, sleeper cells. Hey, it's not for us to ask them. We're a sanctuary city. They had to spend one night at a reception center for homeless people up in the Bronx. Naturally, legal aid was there. Oh, this is a violation. You can get money for this. They said, you're kidding. We're sleeping on the floor. We're so grateful to be sleeping anywhere in America. No. you got to take advantage of the system. Look at the law. We'll translate it to you in Spanish. The city is required to provide you a shelter with bedding. You're not to be sleeping on the floor. You're entitled to $5,000. You imagine you Whoa, this is better than Powerball Lotto. This is better than the lottery back in Caracas that was always fixed by Maduro and his cronies. Oh, they're learning very quick. Watch. They're going to go to the Milford Plaza, right? And they're going to demand room service. I guarantee you they're going to be at the Milford Plaza. 1,300 rooms that we're paying for. An additional 5,000 hotel rooms are being appropriated. And by the way, we're paying for it. Joe Biden and Vice President Harris and Mayorkas, uh, the Department of uh, Homeland Security, is not saying that they're paying for this. And you know who that is? We, the sucker taxpayers. Wow. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Hey, Cardinal Dolan, you want to welcome any more Catholic charities? Catholic charity. By the way, I want to hear from any Catholics who went to church earlier today and the wicker basket was going up and down the pews. Let's see this. The collection for the bishop's fund, for the cardinal's fund, for the church's welfare and maintenance, for the local parochial school, and naturally for the illegal aliens. Five separate collections all within a one-hour service. How many of you put in an extra contribution when they passed around the wicker basket for the benefit of the illegal aliens? Come on, be honest there, because you know who's going to be paying for them, us. Catholic Charities is going to get subsidies through the federal government, and they're going to stick it on us, the taxpayers. Also, that you can get more Catholics into church on a Sunday where you don't have any Catholics now. Again, I'm going to state it. Go to a normal English language mass on Sunday. You can roll a bowling ball through the pews in the aisles and hit nobody. Go to the Spanish language uh, mass later in the day, packed to the rafters. It's the only way the Catholic Church survives in North America, and that includes Canada is they need these illegal aliens desperately. By the way, let's flip the script. All of those um, Eric Adams Republicans, I don't know if you noticed, Kevin, uh, over the weekend, the Judas out there in Staten Island, a guy named Jimmy Otto, he used to be the borough president, a Republican conservative borough president of Staten Island. He now works. He gets paid 30 pieces of silver by the Adams administration and a no-show job somewhere in City Hall. He posted on his Facebook, he goes, I used to consider myself the hardest working man in politics. I have been superseded. Eric Adams. Let me get my nose up here, Tulkus. You are the greatest of all time. He actually wrote this. Hey, Jimmy Otto and the rest of you... uh Republicans for Eric Adams. Can I go through the stats here of the catalytic converters being stolen from cars? A 670% increase in Staten Island. 
I can't even figure out 670% on an abacus, uh, on a computer, on a calculator. They're coming in in droves. They're stealing catalytic converters morning, noon, and night in the streets of Staten Island. Where's the uh, swagger man? With no plan, Eric Adams, Mr. Law and Order. Has the police commissioner been out there to deal with this? Of course not. It's in the South Shore. It's in Mid-Island. It's in the North Shore. It's an epidemic. An epidemic. And they're not letting the cops do their jobs. And let me tell you the other story. For all of you in Staten Island, where out of the five boroughs per capita per person, you listen to WABC more than uh, other folks in the other five boroughs, although we welcome them to listen. This is so interesting. (laughs) Your crime right across the board is totally off the hook. And you know what's happening? The drug boys are coming in from Newark. Raj Baraka is overwhelmed with them. That's the weak mayor in Newark. He supports criminals, not cops. He's actually giving them a green light because he said, hey, why don't you feast instead of famine? What are you going to steal left here in Newark? There's nothing to steal. It's like a carcass in the Mojave Desert. Go out, go out, go over the Outer Bridge Crossing, the Bayonne Bridge, the Gothos Bridge, ride through Staten Island, go up in the Toad Hill, go up and down Forest Avenue, Highland Boulevard, go down the side streets, look at all those cars and catalytic converters, and say, really, Rosberg? Yeah, with my blessing. And then if you steal the cars, bring them back to our chop shops, or then just drive them over the Outer Bridge Crossing into the belly of the cargo containers. Next stop out of the port of Newark and Elizabeth, the UAE, Dubai, Bahrain, East European countries, with the New York license plate still on it. The same VIG number, the same registration right there on the window shield. It's happening every day. What's Eric Adams doing? Hey, hey Jimmy Otto. What? Uh, Tell me what's happening out there in Staten Island. Oh, the other guy out there, Joe Borelli. Yeah, the other, re- the other Republican, Farrakh Adams. My God, look down your trousers, guys. You got cocktail onions there. Where's your manhood? Have you lost your ability to defend the people of Staten Island? They're like the last to move. What's happened is people they leave Brooklyn, like my relatives did. They do this hop, skip, and a jump. They go over the Verrazano. They're in Mid Island, South Shore, North Shore. Next stop. Jersey Shore, next stop, you know Florida, Georgia, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Texas, Tennessee. And they stand there, oh, Eric Adams, he's a good man. You Republican, huh? You know, I was on 3rd Avenue in Bay Ridge on Friday night with Congressman Lee Zeldin, Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis, a lot of the Republicans running to get the Democrats out of the state legislature. Because nobody had a word nice to say about Eric Adams. And then the 18th Avenue feast in Bensonhurst, I can't tell you the words that they were using to describe Eric Adams. Hey, the FCC will ban me over the airwaves of WABC. It was universal. And we have elected officials who are standing there with the swagger man, no plan. You know what he's doing right now? He's on a stage in Harlem at 135th and St. Nicholas Avenue with our dollars, paying for a rap concert which is led by Slick Rick, you know, with the eye patch on, the illegal alien from Jamaica, who was riding down Bronx River with his pregnant girlfriend at the time, pulled out an AR-15, starts capping shots, did five years upstate, and now he's a homeboy of the mayor. We have a hip-hop mayor. Damn right. Because you're not doing your job. 670% increase in thefts of catalytic converters.
And you got some people in Staten Island go, yeah, but Eric Adams, he likes us. He might like you, but he's doing nothing to stop you from leaving. No, 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 no. Oh, Ooh, wait a second. Let's go to Andy in Westchester. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Andy. See, I did a little uh, Greg Kelly there. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Right, I faked you all out. Let's go to Andy. Uh, your turn to be heard here at WABC, Andy. <sighs> Whoa. He wanted to chastise me. He said, you're no real Catholic. He said, how dare you attack the Archdiocese? Well, I am an A&P Catholic. Ashes on Wednesday, palms on Sunday. Then you don't see me for a month of Sundays. But if you think I'm going to stand by and allow these sanctimonious hypocrites to welcome in the illegal aliens, not fat them out, be embracing members of MS-13 and 18th Street. You see the tats on their neck, on their knuckles, on their forehead. One of them, F you, Donald Trump. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> Let's go to Joe in Long Island. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Joe. What the hell's going on here? Is he? Is he? Hey, you sabotaging me here? What the hell? Let's flip the script and go to Mark and Merrick. Your turn to be heard here in WABC, Mark. Hey, Curtis, long-time listener. Love you, man. Thought you should have been the uh, mayor of New York. Uh, much better hold, on, hold, hold on, hold on, Mark. Uh, I'm going to get back to you momentarily. Let me tell you guys on the other side of the window. I will hit you all so hard, your mothers will feel the vibrations. If you're trying to sabotage this radio effort, you don't mind me, Mark. i got to discipline the crew here. Yeah, that's all right, man. I love you. Yeah, well, yeah, they don't love me now. They're like ducking for cover. But go ahead, Mark. All right. Anyway, what I was going to say is not every Catholic church is supporting that. Actually, my priest uh, says a lot of things against illegal immigration. Okay? And then I understand that the Catholic charities want to come in and help all these guys and everything. But uh, it's not all churches. You know, I was at church at 1 o'clock in the afternoon today, which is a slow day, and it was packed. Okay? So it's not everybody and not everybody that's there, right? All right. So, well, Mark, Mark, let's, let's give props where props is due, if you don't mind mentioning the parish. It's a Curie of ours in Merrick, New York. All right. I'm going to give high-five props to the parishioners, uh, to the staff there, because uh, I'm taking your word on this. That they're uh, they're not just uh, drinking the Kool Aid. No, not at all, man. Not at all. This is good because you know what's next, Mark. Uh, the archdiocese is going to be reaching out, and they want churches to be sanctuaries. They'll house them in uh, empty buildings that the archdiocese years ago should have closed. And you watch, and then they're going to get paid for it by us, the taxpayers. Nobody talks about who's paying for all of this. It's us. Anyway, uh, let's go to John there in Selden. Uh, God, uh, John, we were worried about you, John. There he is. He's getting from, from John, we were very worried about you in that first hour. I know you called up. You wanted, you wanted me to give you salutations and greetings for what I assume at that point was a very pleasant birthday, but... We heard one hell of an argument going on in the background. No, you have the wrong phone call. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, Whoa, John, wait, hold on a second. We got the documentary evidence. Go to the audio tape. I'll be the Warner Wolf here of the audio tape. um, Curtis, 
I'm a total advocate of you with the Guardian Angels and all of your shows. Okay? Um, my wife and I, we grew up together. She had to move to Florida to take care of her elderly parents. We're still best friends. We talked yesterday. We talked today for my birthday. We're still best friends. But we couldn't live together because, you know, be married because we're 1,500 miles away from each other. I, I, I understand, John, and I told my crew here, they were such fuddy-duddies, they were trying to knock you out, and I said, leave the guy alone, it's his birthday, come on. It's not about business. No, they no, no, no. they were eavesdropping on you, John. Curtis, there's nothing about leaving me alone. It's total BS. But now, who are you? Who are you, John? Who are you hollering at? There was some a female voice back there. You were like in an argument. No, uh, well, maybe the TV was on, but it, it wasn't me and my wife. My wife is fifteen hundred miles away. Look, John, you could tell like that. I Look, said, John, I'm up. sure you told that to the cops from Selden, but. Come on, John, this is me, Curtis Sleewell. Hey, hey, I've had these problems. I understand. Look, we've been down the same road. Bro, 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 bro. Call the sixth precinct. There's never been a call to my apartment. All right, I tell you what, put John on hold here. Dizzy Izzy. I'm telling you, man, you jumped the gun, man. You guy was having a little beef. You know, come on, this happens all the time. It's his birthday, all right? You got nervous. You, you, you put in a 911 call. That, that, that was so uncool of you, Dizzy Izzy. I realize you've never been through this kind of situation. You're a young whippersnapper. You're foot loose and fancy free. You haven't been like John and me. Man, let me tell you something. You have to say this. You have to. You, what are you talking about, Curtis? You, you must, it must have been the TV on in the background. Did that sound like the TV in the background of you? Hell no. It was an argument about money. Hey, look, happens all the time. That's why I had to be very nice to that Treasury agent, Mark, who was calling up from Long Island that I disparaged, knowing that if he's an active Treasury agent, they are revenue agents. You owe taxes? Guess who's knocking at your door? It ain't H&R Block. It's my name is Mark from Treasury. Remember when I called you, Curtis, and you disparaged me? (laughs) <laughs> Sweet revenge, courtesy of the IRS. No, it's not any of those 10 trillion new IRS agents that they've just hired. No, 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 no. It's Treasury. I'm making this personal. Are you going to let me in, or do I have to get a warrant or a subpoena? See, I had to be very nice to Mark. John, not so nice. God, the guy's trying to tell me nothing was going on. I want all three of you uh, hipsters and huckleberries here to be signing affidavits because you're the ones who knocked out this poor guy on his birthday. And all he wanted me to do was wish him salutations and greetings. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC.
The last from the past, the honeymooners. Jackie Gleason, Art Carney, when it was the number one TV show across America. And it was about Benson Hurst Brooklyn, where I was on Friday night, bus driver, with his wife and the uh, friend of his who was a, uh, what is a, sewage scientist extraordinaire. The point was, great show. And it was all about being a cab driver, Ralph Cramden, when you go to the Port Authority uh, to welcome the illegal aliens who are pouring in, courtesy of Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, and Cardinal Dolan. Uh, touch the statue that's right outside to uh, Jackie Gleason as the Ralph Cramden bus driver. A lot of people, they pass by there every day. They don't even know there's a statue to Ralph Cramden. And then in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, one of the largest uh, MTA money-taking agency uh, bus terminals. It's named the uh, Jackie Gleason uh, bus terminal. And the reason I bring this up uh, now is that the MTA money-taking agency, which so desperately wants congestion pricing, so desperately they want to be able to clip you for 9 or $23 when you drive in south of 60th Street, whether through the tunnels or over the bridges. They're saying, we realize we're going to put a lot of cab drivers out of business. We're going to put a lot of Uber, Lyft drivers, black car drivers, livery cab drivers. But we welcome you to come and become a bus driver for the MTA money-taking agency. I'm sure all of these cab drivers are in such relief. Well, if we look at Far Rockaway, we saw that guy who was from Ghana beaten down by those four, five thugs and thugettes, killed because he tried to get the fare as they did a a jump out and wouldn't pay their fare. By the way, Far Rockaway, the NYPD, should be ordered to impose a lockdown on all of Far Rockaway from, oh, all the way over by five towns, right at the edge where it meets Nassau County, all the way to the beginning of uh, Rockaway itself. Because that is crime central. They need to do stop and frisk of everybody in that area. There were more shots being fired, drive-by shootings. A 14-year-old kid got gunned down on Seagirt and Beach 24th. It's endless. But you saw what happened to that uh, cab driver killed. And he leaves behind a wife and kids. So if you're worried that you're not going to be able to make ends meet, that you won't be able to pay congestion uh, pricing, 9 to $23, they welcoming you to become a Ralph Cramden for the MTA. But they haven't told you that bus drivers are under attack, too. Just last week, the Staten Island Expressway, guy pulls in front of the bus, express bus. He gets out. He's got a knife in his hand, and he's, like, slashing the tires, and he's banging the window, and the driver naturally had to stay inside because he might have been killed. Nobody on the Staten Island Expressway jumped out, helped the MTA bus driver. Nobody. And the guy is still on the lamp. This guy happened to be a white guy. Then we saw up in Inwood, a guy went berserk on an MTA driver, came out, started throwing stuff at him, broke the window, wanted to kill him. There are no consequences. So whether you're a cab driver, a Lyft driver, an Uber driver, a livery cab driver, a black car driver, guess what? You're in Fear City, New York City now. You could at any moment be under attack. And then if all of a sudden you take the offer of the MTA money-taking agency that wants to clip us for 9 to $23 a ride south of 60th Street, you too 
can become uh, a uh, Ralph Cramden. Isn't that so nice? <laughs> Isn't that so nice? God is petite. People are going to continue to flee. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, our uh, weekend producer, Kevin Joyce, has uh, just figured out a new nickname for the uh, district attorney who turns him loose in Bronx County, more so than even Alvin Bragg, who's the Turn Him Loose DA in Manhattan. And, uh, Kevin, we have a new nickname for her, No Cell Darcel Clark. No Cell, because if you commit crimes in the Bronx, you're not going to be locked up. You're absolutely cut loose to go back into the streets and do it again. She's worse than Alvin Bragg. Eric Gonzalez, the DA in Kings County, Brooklyn, is worse than Alvin Bragg. And in fact, Governor Kathy Crimewave Holcomb, in an appearance last weekend out there in the Hamptons, actually said that. She said, as the crowd was badgering her, why don't you fire Alvin Bragg, turn him loose, Alvin Bragg, the DA in Manhattan? She said, well, look at the records of uh, no-sell Darcel Clark in the Bronx, the DA there, and Eric Gonzalez in Brooklyn. They're actually worse. And she was correct. All three of them should be fired. All three of them should be fired. Let's go, if we can, uh, to um, huh, to Joe, who's calling from Long Island. And you better not be guilty of sabotage here, Dizzy Izzy, or that's it for you. Welcome to WABC, Giuseppe. Hello, how are you? I'm, whoa, 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 hold on, Joe. How do you think I am? I'm going berserk here because of my crew here. You really think I'm having well, a good day, Joe? Listen, I never hear our president talk about fentanyl. Is it because the CIA, the FBI, and the Secret Service test his son's drugs so that uh, he doesn't get a hold of it? Because he never mentions fentanyl, and his son is a drug addict. And yeah. as far as... Uh, no, 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 you're, Joe, you're spot on there. You're spot on. He never decries... Uh, the flood of fentanyl that's being sent into our country through Mexico by Red China or in the the hull of ships that are coming into the port of Newark and Elizabeth. Uh, they're stacked up out there, those cargo containers. You're absolutely correct, Joe. And also, you said a while ago when you were still doing the midday before you ran for mayor, you said if you see somebody out there who's in trouble, help them. And I'm always looking because uh, I'm, I'm originally from Brooklyn, and uh, I always have my Kumpati Cheech in my pocket, and I'm not afraid to use it. And I don't care what happens to me because it's to a point now where I get sick watching the TV. We're giving these and, – and my black friends out there, good, good black American people, did they ever pay – did they ever buy hotel rooms for you and Katrina when you were out, you were out in the streets? You were here, there. They didn't do nothing for you. You let them bring these – SOBs in and put them in front of you. You deserve what you get. Joe, you really boiled it down. I can remember in the aftermath of Katrina, because we had guardian angels there, they were busing uh, survivors there all throughout Texas, uh, to Arkansas, to Missouri, and they were treated like scum. Nobody wanted anybody from New Orleans. And they weren't given the best first-class accommodations. He's absolutely right. If they had been illegal aliens, it uh, would have been completely different. 
it would have been completely different. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. It's all in the hips. <laughs> it's all in the it's all in the hips. 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 He just needs an attention, baby. It's all in the hips. I'm on tonight. You make my hips don't lie. And I'm hips. 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 It's all in the hips. I am completely open. You know, I'm a nightlife mayor, and I like to test the product. Yeah, we know you like to test the product. And as the nightlife mayor, he's now taking a party with the hip-hop monsters that have anointed him the hip-hop mayor. Uh, on 135th in St. Nick today, he's with Slick Rick, a guy who had to be deported as an illegal alien back to Jamaica who got into a shootout with his pregnant girlfriend, got arrested by the police, and then did five years upstate. And naturally, who's hugging one another? Hug those thugs! Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. We have a hip-hop mayor. Damn right, and that's about all you are. Uh, anyway, uh, I have declared this weekend National Radio Weekend since uh, yesterday, Saturday. Seemed like uh, everybody was too busy to acknowledge this thing of ours that we love so much. I certainly did it. I hope my other colleagues wake up. National Radio Day was Saturday. I have extended it for another 24 hours. I'm declaring this National Radio Weekend. And this is a call to all law-abiding citizens. We've got two NYPD officers who have been jammed up. Nikita Janios and Maria Cardona Quintero of the 108th Precinct, who chased down an ATV monster who is wanted for attempted murder. Where else? Of course, the Bronx, uh, with uh, no-cell Darcel Clark turning them loose. And they have had their shields taken from them, their guns taken from them, they're on the verge. We're on the verge of losing two great police officers, these female police officers. I haven't heard a press conference by Pat Lynch or anyone else decrying this. Where's the police commissioner, C.U.L.? She's missing in action. Where's Eric Adams, the swagger man, former cop? Oh, he's too busy with Slick Rick and the other degenerate hip-hop monsters who are promoting more gangs, more drive-bys, more drugs, more gang-banging. we got to come to their aid. They did the right thing. They stopped the ATV monster in Long Island City. And now they're going to lose their job as a result of that. We can't let that happen. I'll be back with you at 9. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.